Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Hello there. Thank you for checking out the podcast. Coming up, Carolyn Klassen at Connexus Counseling on super fans of Game of Thrones, apparently seeking grief counseling now that the series is over. CGOB's Voice of the Bombers, Bob Irving, with a training camp update for us, and Mayor Brian Bowman on racism in Winnipeg after this new polling from Ipsos for Global News. Please rate the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast, and now, the podcast. No spoilers here, I promise. So Game of Thrones superfans apparently are turning to experts for grief therapy now that the series has ended. Really? The website Bark.com is hooking these people up with counselors as they experience several emotions, including anger, confusion, and sadness. Carolyn Klassen from Conexus Counseling, a regular Thursday guest, of course, uh, but she joins us on the phone now to talk about this story. Hi, Carolyn. Hey, Al. How are you? I'm good. Well, were you a fan of Game of Thrones? Did you watch or not? I have to admit, I have never watched any Game of Thrones. Me too. Good. We're together on this. But okay. apparently, apparently, there are people that are pretty upset that the series is over. It ended on Sunday, and we're not going to have any spoilers here. We're not going to talk details. But apparently, some people are needing to get counseling. They miss the show already, and there are people undergoing counseling because Game of Thrones has come to an end. Do you get this at all? You're a therapist. Well, I get that it's pretty sad when something that is valuable and important to you ends. Um, And as a Big Bang, avid Big Bang Theory um, fan, I shed a few tears myself on Thursday after the last episode. Right. Um, And uh, uh, I was uh, Johnny Galecki, one of the stars on that show. I saw him in an interview, and he said he quoted Winnie the Pooh that says, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. And I think a lot of people are feeling about Game of Thrones that way, is that um, it was such a, a cool part of their lives. And it was I, I have never watched Game of Thrones, but people that follow it were such avid followers of it that I can imagine it really feels like there's a hole in people's lives for, that were big fans of it. And if people feel that way, Carolyn, what are some coping techniques? Well, I think, um, you know, I, I suspect that Bark.com, who is advertising the surface service, I think that's probably um, a bit of a marketing gimmick um, because, uh, you know, people are going to do what they can to drum up business. Right. I don't know that people need counseling for grief, um, for the grief of a television show. Maybe there are some in terms of how what it meant to you. But I think what we have to recognize is that grief is the price we pay for love. And we not only love people, we love shows and we love the characters in the shows and we love what it taught us and how it made us feel and I think it's okay to hold space for the fact that you're sad and to know that when you're sad there's not something wrong it means that you are missing something that is important to you Um, and often it feels like that sadness is going to kill us um, but it doesn't actually Um, but in the moment it feels like that and how can we support ourselves how can we reach out to friends and, and have them you know, go out for a walk and you do things, be out in nature, that you do things that are good for you um, when you can't have the thing that meant so much to you anymore. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, is, you know, it's a TV show. We can watch it again and again, right? We can revisit what we loved. Yeah, yeah, and I think sometimes those, we 
sometimes in literature or in theater or in TV shows, there's characters that understand us and that we feel like they get us and they're struggling with the same things and, and we feel understood by those characters and we feel like they mean something to us because of what they go through. And I think going back and reviewing them, um, it's going to be there and we're going to, people who are avid fans are going to be able to keep going. I'm watching reruns of Big Bang Theory. Already? Yeah. Carolyn, thanks a lot for this. I know this is a bit of a stretch, but hey, it was an important show to a lot of people, and I appreciate you weighing in. It's always good to talk to you, Hal. See you on Thursday. Okay. Carolyn Klassen from Connexus Counseling. By the way, our question of the day at cjob.com, which show had the best series finale? MASH is leading the way at 63%. Go and vote when you get a second at cjob.com. a tremendous, tremendous addition to the offense, something they didn't have before, and that's a a great, big impact receiver. That is Bob Irving on the start this morning talking about Chris Matthews. Bob Irving uh, joins us now live after three days of camp. Bob, that comment from you this morning after two days of camp. How did Chris Matthews look today? He looked the same, Al. He looked really good. He made uh, one catch in particular where he, you know, used those big long arms of his and his his height to reach over a defensive back and kind of pull the ball away from him. And it was really a great play. And there's only a few people out watching today, but they all applauded and cheered. And so, yeah, he's uh, three days into camp. He's everything that he was advertised to be. Isn't it interesting, eh, uh, you know, that we're getting these late signings and if he ends up being half of what Big Hill was, I, yeah. I mean, how exciting is this team going to be this year? Well, the thing is, it adds such an element to their offense that was lacking last year. And their offense was good last year, Hal, and they relied largely on that running game with Andrew Harris. Uh, but now they've added a piece to the passing game that just wasn't there, and that's that big receiver that the quarterback can rely on. He just put the ball up and have him go get it because of his size more than anything else. And obviously, you know, Matthews has great ball skills and, and you know, just beyond the fact that he's six foot five. So it's, uh, as I said this morning, it just adds something that was lacking to an already good offensive unit and something for the fans to really be excited about. Hey, I played a clip from the start earlier, uh, Bob, when I started the show uh, yep. over over an hour ago, and you were talking about Winnipeggers uh, in camp, and there are several, more than normal, I think were the words you used, and Andrew Harris uh, is, of course, a Winnipegger. Do you think the Bombers, uh, and he's not really uh, taking part in camp, he's there, but he's not really taking part, they're, they're arresting him for, for whatever reason. Do you think the Bombers might go, hey, we've had pretty good luck with Winnipeggers on our team. Maybe we should look harder at some of these Winnipeggers, or will they just sort of play it by the book and, and you're either in or you're out? Yeah, I think it'll be a little bit of both, more of the latter than anything. I think the first thing you have to do, Hal, is always try to get the best player wherever he's from. Now, and I know Kyle Walter's approach and Mike O'Shea is the same. If you can get the best player and and there's a toss-up between two guys and one of them's a local product, then you take the local kid. I think running back Brady Oliver is a good example of this. Uh, The Bombers drafted him in the second round. And there were a couple of other Canadian running backs that were considered to be, you know, quite good, maybe as good or better than Brady Oliveira. But they picked Oliveira partly because he's local. So I I think they're aware of that. They think about it all the time. 
but you can't let it get in the way of picking the best player if there's any sort of a significant difference. It, it doesn't hurt to have local guys, though, for sure. You were saying uh, the first couple of days of camp had some good crowds, a few hundred fans out. Uh, yeah. What are they saying? What are they telling you, Bob? What are the fans looking forward to? How are they feeling about the year? Who do they like out there? Well, they all think this is the year. Uh, the ones I spoke to on the weekend, on Sunday and Monday, Alan, you know, these are some of the diehards, right, to uh, think every year it's going to be finally the year. But I, I uh, sense the, the enthusiasm this year is as genuine as it's been in a long time. We all know the Bombers were close last year. And I think there's a real sense among the fans. And they, uh, Matthews drew lots of applause for his catches on uh, on the weekend. Mostly the offensive guys get the kudos in the early going because they make the, the spectacular plays and there's no hitting out there. So the guys on defense have a hard time making an impression. But, you know, I think with the addition of Matthews and Willie Jefferson at defensive end, the fans truly believe that, it's time now for the Blue Bombers to end that long drought. And as I said on the start this morning, my bad answer when asked, Bob, is this going to be the year? I say, well, it could be. Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. That's a good answer, Bob. <laughs> I said that last year, too. And it's true. Nobody knows who's going to win the yeah. Grey Cup. But right now, and as we look ahead to the first preseason game, May 31st, and then the start of the regular season on June the 15th, uh, the Bombers certainly have a team that's going to be a contender. Uh, they're going to be a factor. They're going to be in the thick of it. And, hey, maybe, maybe yeah. this is the year they push it across the line. And, Bob, listen, there is no quarterback controversy. I'm not trying to start one before the year begins, but I did see a picture of Coach talking to Nichols and Strevler. And I had a thought as I – and it seems like uh, Matt Nichols is coming into camp more ready than ever to lead this team and, and have a successful season. But – maybe give me a bit of the dynamic there. I I don't know, and and I think you will know. Does Matt like having someone like Strevler waiting on the wings in case things, you know, does that give him a pressure that he likes, or does he not like that pressure? Because you know if we don't have a good start, right, I mean, there will be fans that will be screaming for Strevler, and I'm just kind of wondering about that quarterback dynamic right now. Well, I would say the two of them, Nichols and Strebler, Al, are as comfortable as any one-two quarterback uh, duo could be. And remember about Matt Nichols now. He competed when he was in Edmonton. He competed with Mike Riley for the starting job there. So this guy's been around the block. He, he knows how it all works. But he and Strebler get along famously. Uh, the other day at rookie camp, the two of them came out to, to watch the rookies, their final practice, and they were joking around and running together and and they just have a great, uh, you know, a, a great understanding of what's going on here. We talked to Strebler yesterday too, and I guess the important thing from his perspective is he's competing, of course, but he understands that Matt Nichols is the guy, and you know, he makes no bones about that. He said, "I was happy to get all the playing time I got last year. I hope to get the same or more this year, but we'll see how it goes. I'm just going to work to improve." my passing and all the rest of it. So he's got a tremendous attitude. And there's no issue between those two guys at all. They get along great. They spend a lot of time together. It couldn't be better in that regard. Now, from a performance point of view, you're right. If if things don't start well for Matt Nichols, the fans – are going to say, well, maybe we should see Strebler. And, and that's Matt's aware of that, uh, you know, but that's just, it goes with the territory, yeah. right? And, and he understands that. He's been around long enough to fully understand how that works.
Bob, thanks a lot for doing this. Appreciate it. Okay, help. Bob Irving, the voice of the Bombers, right here on CJOB Bomber Training Camp, continues. Three days down, day three today. So there's your update. Hang on, you know what? The mayor, I, I think I might have given the mayor a wrong number here because now I'm getting a text message from his people. <laughs> I got to give them the correct number. Oh. Hang on. Let me do this really quick. Live radio. Live radio. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is live. Yeah, no question about that. Uh, and let's talk. We should get the call from the mayor right away. Yes. Because um, I just sent the text message. And they did it again. It was a Starbucks cup, and now they did it with a water bottle. Did you hear about this? Yeah, I saw that. People were saying it's there like, was a oh, water bottle in the Game of Thrones finale. People were complaining like it was the like the creators were like editing it. It's like they're all mailing it all in. It's like the editor had nothing to do with making creating the show. Oh, that's it. There's the mayor. Okay, good. All right. Well, we'll talk uh, Game of Thrones later on. I know the mayor is very busy today, and I want to get him on uh, for a couple of seconds on uh, on racism here because. Uh, as I said, you know, Winnipeg was, the headline was Winnipeg, Canada's most racist city or whatever it was. And uh, I, I don't, uh, is racism a problem? Yeah, I just don't think that uh, it's any worse here than, than anywhere else. Uh, Mayor Bowman, I apologize. I sent the wrong number off. I'm sorry. I know you have a busy oh, no day today. Yeah, no worries. Hey, I, it's uh, called leverage. I can use it against you later. There you go. You can. I promise you can. I, I want to <laughs> chat with you about racism a bit. we got this new Ipsos poll out today for Global. Um, yeah. it, it, it's got some interesting findings in it. What's your sense? Uh, it, it, let's talk Winnipeg. And, and I don't think it's still a problem. Yes. I don't yeah. think we deserved that headline several years ago. And, and I think it's getting better. Where, where are we at with racism in the city? Well, I mean, sadly, racism, uh, you know, is not a new problem and it's not unique to Winnipeg. It's something that exists in all communities around the world. Um, what's different about Winnipeg is, you know, you, you referenced the McLean's article. Uh, there was another McLean's article a year later that didn't get as much uh, publicity because it was a good news headline. And it said that Winnipeg had quickly emerged as a leader in the, the reconciliation journey that Canadians are on. So, there's a lot of good work happening in our community. Some of it's within government. A lot of it is outside of government. It's at the grassroots level. And, um, you know, we continue to, to chart a path of reconciliation, but also to, uh, to grow Winnipeg to be an international leader for the protection and promotion of human rights. And that, that speaks to the combating racism as well. I just had Lillian Ma on, Dr. Lillian Ma from the Canadian Race Relations Foundation, and she made an interesting point. She said uh, the secret here is about more intercultural education or more intercultural dialogue. It's the unknown. The more we know about each other, the more accepting we are. I, I would fully agree with that. Uh, you know, anytime there's opportunities for bridge building uh, between communities within our city and, and in communities across Canada, it's a, uh, it's a good thing. And, um, you know, what we want to also do so is do it in a, in a way that, uh, you know, isn't being led by hate. Uh, there is a lot of hate out there that we are seeing hate crimes in Winnipeg and, and throughout Canada, but, uh, where, where folks can, uh, can really, um, can really, you know, do their part to bridge build is into, and to educate themselves about uh, groups that they may not know much about. Um, you know, I, I, I can even look at my family's journey since I've been elected mayor. I mean, the, the communities that we've been welcomed into um, and the exposure that my children have had is something that 
I wish I wish more people, uh, you know, I wish I had had that privilege uh, when I was younger because I, I grew up in Charleswood and not the, you know, there are more more multicultural communities in, in Winnipeg. And uh, I just feel like I've I've grown as a person. I've learned a lot more, certainly in the capacity as mayor. And I see that day in and day out, whether folks are elected or not. I see good people out there. Uh, learning about their neighbors and their friends uh, in our community. And that, that goes a long way. Well, and I think that's key, right? Whether you're the mayor's kid or not, it, take your Doesn't kids matter. and expose, expose kids to different cultures and, and, uh, and, and make them, uh, you know, help them to understand yeah. the differences. And, and really, in so many ways, it sounds kind of corny, Mr. Mayor, but in so many ways, our differences are kind of what unite us, right? Well, they are, you know, I mean, and, and folks that travel will know this. I mean, you, you, people just want the best for their children. I mean, you know, as, as a parent, as a dad, you, you, you want the same thing that other, you know, I'm, I'm Christian. So, uh, you know, I don't think what I want for my kids is any different than someone who's Muslim, someone who's Jewish. I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You just want your children to be safe. You want them to be happy. You want them to be loved. And, and that is universal. And that's something that, that all people desire. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I've done more just in my adult life is, is visited synagogues, visited mosques. If, if, you, if you haven't had the opportunity to go into a, a church or a synagogue or a mosque or a temple, um, you know, they're, they're so welcoming and you can learn so much. Uh, I would encourage every Winnipegger, get out and, and, and visit some of these centers uh, let them know that you want to come and you will find uh, a welcoming arm in, in all cases. It really is the, one of the most beautiful aspects of, of living in Winnipeg is is the, the willingness for people to invite them, invite fellow Winnipeggers into not only a place of worship, but uh, community centers and neighborhood groups. Um, and, and really just you see people light up when they when they realize you've never been in this place before you you know you're if you're bringing your kids it's just all the better you experience good food good people um and the values are 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 the same mayor bowman thanks for your time on this i know you had a busy day and it was short notice and i appreciate you making some time on this i think it's an it's an important conversation that we need yeah. to continue to have in this city in this province and and right across the country and around the world and i appreciate your time on this yeah, and thank you. Thank you for leading that discussion today. Yeah, Appreciate hey, it. I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, I want to play some audio from November 30th, 1965. What was it like opening up that time capsule today? Uh, it was pretty It was pretty amazing. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, the it really was a snapshot in time. One of the coolest things today was listening to the audio recording, which is available on the city website. We listened to a seven-minute clip of Mayor Stephen Juba, the chief of police, the uh, head of our signals branch, as well as the fire and paramedic chief at the day, and uh, as well as some older, older men, and they were older men at the time. And, um, you know, really just cool experience. And, uh, you know, we, we put, put everything on display, and, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll have a, a good listen in a few moments. Yes, they will. Thank you, uh, thank you Mr. Okay. Mayor. Appreciate Take your care. time. Yep. Have a All great right. afternoon. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.